Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. So... We went to Catoctin Mountain. We did. And had no idea that we were basically at Camp David. We did not. (laughs) (laughs) We're giggling so hard about that. Well, first of all, it took us a while to even like pronounce it correctly. Right. Until we heard a local tell us it was Catoctin Mountain. Mm -hmm. Later, did we realize that this was (laughs) literally the buffer area of Camp David? Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yep. It was like literally a stone's throw from where we were hiking on this part of our journey, (laughs) which was like, I texted you and I was like, um, hi, hilarious, like things we didn't know. And I really had no idea where Camp David was. Like, I couldn't have told you that it was in Maryland. No, not at all. Not Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. For our cold open right now, we're going to tell you a little bit about... History of Catoctin <laughs> We're Mountain. We're going to tell you a little bit about. So, because we didn't get to do a last right, time. We did. So, um, the purpose of Catoctin Mountain, as per the NPS, is to provide quality recreational opportunities in the Catoctin Mountains and serve as a setting and buffer for the presidential retreat while protecting and conserving the park's natural and cultural environments in the spirit of the New Deal conservation programs. There's a lot of significance. Tell us some more of the, about the significance. Sure. Like. The park is significant because it was one of the 46 recreational demonstration areas developed in the 1930s, and it represents an outstanding example of New Deal programs that established rural areas for conservation and recreation purposes. There's a lot of significances for Catoctin Mountain that are listed by the MPS on the website. Um, Another one is that it serves as a setting where international leaders convene to discuss world peace and international diplomacy because of Camp David. Right. So that's just a little about the purpose and significance of the designation of Catoctin Mountain and the protection of it. Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done 
And the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real You can feel, you can open your eyes And open your heart when you gaze At the National Park At the National Park At the National Park Follow you, I'll follow you We would like to acknowledge that while hiking on Catoctin Mountain, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Piscataway Kanoi tribe. Hello and welcome to Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. Gaze at the National Parks is a podcast that explores one hiking trail in one national park, one park at a time. Um, we aren't technically in a big 62 national park, but we are in an NPS site, and that NPS site is Catoctin Mountain. And it is as big as some of the big 62 national parks as are many you know like size doesn't necessarily determine designation no that's for sure uh but we loved the trails here and we're like this we need to talk about this oh yeah for sure we spent about two days in both gettysburg which there are some forthcoming episodes and um also in Catoctin Mountain. On the first day, we had spent time on the east side of Catoctin Mountain. That's right, because there are trails on the east side and there are trails on the west side, and they all sort of intertwine, mm-hmm. not together, but no. on each side. Right. And the day before, we'd done the east side trails. Right, which were great. Um, which were great. There you was can definitely- hear the whole episode about it. A lot of incline, a lot of decline. There was no way to escape, like very heavy incline in a very short a period of time. Um, whether you went up the right side or the left side of the east side trails, you were experiencing that. And I'm assuming up the middle too, you would get that incline oh, just as I, quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, because the thing was, is like, so it's a mountain, mm-hmm. right? And where we parked was the visitor center. Right. Therefore, in order to hike along the east side... You got to go up. Yeah. There were also trails on the west side. And so we wanted to spend some time on the west side. And so on our second day in, we drove basically up through the middle of the park. Like we came in the same way, drove up that like park road that would take us to the west side trails. There were a few recreation areas at the top, parking areas and like picnic areas. That's right. And in order to access the west side trails, we had to park at the Chestnut Picnic Area. It was honestly very easy to find. Yeah. There's like one central road that you take from the visitor center and we just kept driving along and then it was eventually on our right mm-hmm. and we parked. The trails in Catoctin Mountain are labeled by color. And the East Side Trail had a bunch of different trails labeled by color. And then the West Side Trails, essentially there are there are three main trails, though there are technically four. Mm-hmm. There is the Blue Trail. The Blue Trail, which is also the Catoctin National Recreation Trail. Right. There is the Orange Trail. And then there is this Yellow Trail. Now, the Yellow Trail is this tiny little Deerfield nature loop. Imagine walking along a trail that splits into an oval mm-hmm. and then meets again. That's the slope. So it's Tador. like smack dab in the middle of the orange trail at one point. Mm-hmm. And then down below the orange trail somewhere is the white trail. I would just say, you know, refer to our Instagram to see 
the images of those maps or also refer to the MPS site right. where we got because the they do from. have some great map imagery and those maps were wonderful for us on that day. And so we parked, we've hiked early, hiked often. We're probably there at 7:30. Right, because I'd like already thrown boiling water on you. Right, to wake that's you what you do every <laughs> morning. Scald you. you scald me with the boiling water mm-hmm. while we're camping. Mm-hmm. And then we parked and we geared up. To get to the main part of the West Side Trails, there's the little footpath right. that you have to take in order to get to the Blue Trail. And that is on the other side of the Chestnut Picnic area. Yep. And that's like where the trailhead of that little footpath starts. The footpath isn't that long. The picnic area isn't like a a very wooded area. It's not very clear. We're kind of in like a canopy at this point. It's not a long path. It's through some like underbrush, but it's it's pretty clear. Um, there are some like shrubs and things like that. It's a little like, bit up and down. Yeah, it's I nothing, remember nothing at this crazy. time. I do remember distinctly at this time we were talking about musical theater. Well, when aren't we? But I don't remember exactly. <gasps> we might have been talking about Cinderella. Oh, this is all coming back to me now. <laughs> also, moments of cults. when is the musical using Celine Dion music? Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, let's make that happen. <laughs> Google, Starring we Celine Dion. Right. I just, I need it. I need all of that. <laughs> but um, yeah, you had never seen it? I haven't seen Cinderella, no. Even the the Whitney Houston version. I think I've caught like little bits and pieces of the Things Brandy Whitney Houston. We need Houston. to sit and mm-hmm. watch. Impossible. Anyway, I did talk about how in that musical was such a seminal work in my life. <laughs> right. And um, In your gayness. <laughs> in, my, right. in your journey. My to young gay. gay life. Right. right. It was. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It mm-hmm. still is. Mm-hmm. Very, very special place. <laughs> All versions of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we were talking about that at this time when <laughs> we were on the footpath. This footpath eventually connects to the Blue Trail, which, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, is the official Catoctin National Recreation Trail. Mm-hmm. So essentially today, we were going to be on the Blue Trail, and then at one point, we we're going to get off and get on the Orange Trail, and then eventually come back to the Blue Trail. Right. At this connecting point, we have to turn right. Mm-hmm. And I remember this is where we got some downhill. Yes. And the downhill was fairly steep. And I was like, ooh, this thing can be fun when we have to come back. No. And we were going to have to come back to this little section. Yes, this was our loop back at the end. This was going to be, right, we're going to have to take this exact little trek back in order to get there. This part of the Blue Trail eventually leads us down onto Manahan Road. Right, which is basically like a gravelly road. Almost felt like um like a fire road. Like that's the vibe I was feeling. From totally. That. Yeah. We're walking. We know we're not going to be on here for a very long time. No, we turned we right to, we and ne- we had to walk up a little bit. Right. We need to find our like connecting trail that's going to be on the other side of this road. Now, I'm going to be honest. This is like a tired old song at this point (laughs) of like being on a fire road, having to find the like other side of the trail and like going too far. Mm -hmm. And I don't honestly remember if we did that this day. Oh, we did. Because we had also done that in like Vermont and we did. <laughs> also New Hampshire. And I just was like, I didn't remember we if did. we did or not. <laughs> oh, we did. No, no, no. And this, this fire road and that fire road, when we were hiking in the green mountains, like the start of both of the, those days, like kind of overlap for me oh, in my brain. Fully overlap like, in my brain. Oh, those landscapes were also somewhat similar. Yep. But 
No, we did go too far. We went like we were like, oh this gosh, was, where this is this turnoff? We saw like the thing hanging in the tree. Yes. What was yeah. that thing? I think it was like um, it it almost looked was like a, a distinct balloon, color, right? But it was like yeah, I felt like it was like a bird study or something. Like I felt like we read something about it after the fact. And see, I wasn't sure if that had happened in Vermont. Nope, it was here. <laughs> um, so this is why you I have was like, this elephant oh, brain over okay, here. Okay, great. Yeah, but yeah, we went we went too far down the road, and we kind of like hit we hit what could have been a turnoff, but it ended up just being like kind of like a, a dead end into like a meadow like on the left oh. there and we had to we're like well clearly we've gone way too far i remember doing and that i said i was like <laughs> i, I was like doing that here i was like yep. oh no i'm like so then Do you remember that thing i was like hey remember that thing that was in the tree over there i bet you we have to go back to that so we went back so we had a backtrack and then something that we had read was that the west side trails were a little wilder it's true than the east side trails Wilder. True. That's euphemism term for like less kept Mm -hmm. and that like probably only maintained by foot traffic. Yes. The trails over on the east side were four to five feet wide, like the whole time. Yeah, you're not like in a very well maintained. Mm -hmm. And over on the west side, that means. They are there, but they're not. They they're not going to look the same. No. So and to don't, that's not to scare anybody away because no. these were perfectly lovely. And we and did fun that and all we day. Yeah. We did it all day, mm-hmm. right? So we finally find the entry point, which is on our right now because we had which is back. on our right mm-hmm. was should have been on our left right. before. But mm-hmm. anyway, so it's on our right. We go in now. Here is literally the apex of the loop that we're about to do. Right. If we head off to the right, we're going to get on the blue trail. If we headed off to the left we would be on the orange trail we decided to head off to the right to get on the blue trail do a gigantic loop around and come back to this exact point via the orange trail right we were doing like kind of outside loops and that was the case for the day prior to that's right Mm -hmm. because these trails these two main trails here were intertwined and they're not like perfectly circular by any means Mm -hmm. honestly no trails are no and we were doing the outermost sections of all of this intertwined trail. The grass is pretty high here when we get on the blue trail. And it's like that on both sides. We've dealt with high grass before. We always are considerate of like ticks and things like that and trying well, to be really careful about checks. that. Yes. For the most part it's a pretty flat trail to begin. Um, and sometimes you do have to step over like a few little streams along the way. It was a pretty warm day that day. Um, and I remember being in the shade was nice because it was cool. It was then we reminiscent. Were in the shade for most of the day. Yes. Yeah. It was reminiscent for me of like Cuyahoga Valley National Park mm-hmm. when we were in the tall grasses there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Now it's following along next to the Manahan Road. Mm-hmm. However, it's not like the side of the road. No. Sometimes trails are. This is like, yeah. there was the road, the next to the road is the side of the road. Then there's like a whole bunch of like, you know, trees brush, trees, yeah. things, and then there's the trail. Yeah. So for about a mile and a half, they're sort of running parallel to each other. Then eventually, it starts to curve to the left. Mm-hmm. When it starts to curve to the left, this is when we start to get a little more descent. And that is when we saw that bridge. Right. And so there's like this bridge that we have to kind of like bank to the left of. I think we actually could have walked. O- we might have walked over it, actually. I, I think there was a, something there was like you could either walk through the woods or you could walk over it. And I think we're like, well, 
you know, why not just do that? <laughs> we why could kind of see like that? we could kind of see where it was going to pick up again. So I think we got off and onto the road because this is where like the road and the trail are now they're like kissing one another. Oh, right. Yeah. For that one section. For that one section. And that was right before it curved off to the left. Mm-hmm. So we curve off to the left. That's when we start getting some more decline. We decline a little bit. And that finally takes us to the sawmill. And the sawmill is this one point on the map of the West Side Trails. And with that, let's take our first break. This game is inspired by Camp David. Great. In this game, you have to uh, create what is your your retreat residence, mm-hmm. where it would be, what it would be, and what its name would be. Oh, that's a good question. My retreat residence. Does it have to be in like an NPS area? Or no, no, it could no, be no. Anywhere. I don't know. I feel like I would have like I, I, the reason I asked is because I feel like it's easy to kind of pick NPS stuff. I feel like my retreat residence would be somewhere in Yosemite National Park. Um, it would be a cabin that would feel very like sort of craftsman style witchy cabin. <laughs> <laughs> I Shopping. don't know. I don't know what that like would actually look like, but those are the words that come to mind for me. And I feel like it would, there would be like two or three fireplaces in it that just, it would be very, very cozy. There would be a, like a solarium because there would just be plants everywhere <laughs> in this space. There would be some sort of like indoor pool. Oh Lord, go for it. I'm Give listening. It. I'm, a dream. I'm a dream. I'm a dream about it, up, it. girl. There'd be like an indoor pool for sure. Um, and that would be like, I think that would sort of be like in the style of that one hot springs that we went to in um, outside of sand dunes. Oh um, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. what I'm feeling. Like it would be like kind of like a hot house pool. Love that hot house pool, <laughs> and it would have like a really great kitchen that like you could just have like tons of people in this space like really good area for like cooking and prepping and also just like a gigantic table for like all friends or you know people that you're trying to make peace with the residence would be called hot shorn manor (laughs) (laughs) heart shorn manor Mm mm-hmm Great. Sounds like a mystery novel to me. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. You could have murder mystery weekends. Well, perhaps friends. we will. There you go. Mm-hmm. What about you? So. Hawaii. Yeah, I think so. I do love like a mountain cabin, mm-hmm. log cabin sort of experience. But I also really love a tropical island. A tropical experience. island experience. Here, here's what I'll do. Mm-hmm. If you've got Hartshorn Manor, that means that means I have an open invitation to just hop over whenever. Right. So I'm gonna let you have that, and then <laughs> I will have the Hawaiian tropical escape. I envision walking distance to a beach, mm-hmm. lots of trees around, up on stilts. But it's got that interior design aesthetic where some of the inside is still outside. And then, yeah, lots of dark wood everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think it would have no workspace. I love that for you. (laughs) So (laughs) it would be like I couldn't, like there's no computer. Right. I just couldn't. I can't work there. No, right. Maybe no Wi-Fi at all. Oh, I Mm -hmm. love that. Mm -hmm. It's just me and, you know, the few DVDs that I still have. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but right. uh, 
I'd love it if there was like maybe, you know, like a river nearby mm-hmm. so that I could, you know, get in a boat and go somewhere, mm-hmm. come back. Maybe I could like take a boat down to a convenience store and come back. Like that right. sort of, that is, would be a retreat for me. <laughs> love that. And there are mountains nearby and there's beach. There we go. Beautiful. And, yeah. And you know what? I'm going to be inspired by our friend Karen. Okay. And I'm going to name it the, the love, love house. house. There you go. I love that. Okay, so here we were at the sawmill. The sawmill is just on one side of the Owens Creek campground. On the other side of the Owens Creek campground is that nature loop that we were talking about before. the yellow trail. We could have jumped over there, but we decided, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to keep going up the blue trail to go on the outermost circle. Get our steps in. Get our steps in Mm -hmm. for the day. Mm -hmm. So we were following the blue painted blazes because they were painted on the trees just like the day before. Yeah. Now, Acadia is the place where, because we were just talking about Acadia uh, in our previous episodes, is a place where like, honestly, at any moment in time, you could look up and see if you were in the right place. Yeah. This was not so much that, but there it was would a little take bit a of little like while. Discovery and like, and then you would, oh, right. is that a blaze over there? Oh, oh, I think I see it. Like sometimes, like it wasn't that the paths were deceiving. It was just that no. sometimes you didn't honestly know because you were in the middle of the woods and these weren't as clearly cut as the day prior, you might have to be like, well, is it actually this way or is it that way? And so we had to do a little like, I'm going to go up here and just see if I can see something. And like, and I'll, then wait, be like, and I'll right. wait. And so that's sort of like a lot of this side of the mountain was doing that. Generally speaking on the East side of the mountain, on those trails, there's a lot of uphill. Mm-hmm. There wasn't as much uphill on the West side. Mm-mm. Mostly because we had driven up the majority of that right. uphill when we came in, because you have to go up that road. Yeah. Throughout the day, it was a lot of like up and down. There were yeah. moments of like more incline mm-hmm. than decline. Yeah. But at this point, we were continuing along the blue trail. And then we finally got to a junction. And this junction was the end of the orange trail. The orange trail came like a T into the blue trail. We could have kept going straight and connected to a different part of the orange trail. But instead we decided, we were like, here we are at this junction. We're going to turn right and continue on the orange trail. And just continue on outer loops again. Just trying to get like as much of the landscape in as possible and just to see as much as possible. Oh, we had cell phone reception at this time. You did. That's right. You, you did. did. You said you did. <laughs> like you're not on your phone all the time, girl. I had to have a whole conversation with a pharmacy mm-hmm. um, on the trail at this point in time. Yeah. There was a lot of like, okay, well, I don't want to move because I'm worried that I'm going to lose the reception. I and know. like, so it was like, all right, I'm just going to stand here like and lean on my pole <laughs> And like we look did at the do same that. tree. We did do that. But Luckily, this is also like we this is also where we do get the incline. This we did oh, have some about incline to, here. Yeah, right yeah. here. That was a lovely pharmacy that was very <laughs> kind and was um making an EpiPen available and affordable to me. Mm-hmm. Because Yeah, if you don't know how expensive EpiPens oh, are. This EpiPen was like four hundred dollars mm-hmm. and they were like, But we have a program that's like if you can't pay it four hundred dollars then we give it to you for 40 and i was like just make okay well i can't pay four hundred dollars 
great, then it's just 40. And I was like, well, I'm glad that that's true and that's available, but like, what is the healthcare system (laughs) if that's the case? Right. Right. So Mm -hmm. we get on the orange trail. We start heading around what would be a much larger sort of like circle for the top section of the park. It's almost like a V though, because like like you kind of like get on at the blue trail and then you hit like a corner and you have to bank back. It's true. Yeah. Um, But this was where we got some incline. Yeah. And some switchbacks. Uh And it was sort of like gradual, gradual. And then suddenly, okay, now we're headed uphill. Mm -hmm. This uphill, I remember it lasted a while. It was, yeah, it was definitely, like, it was a while before we leveled out again, and then like, we're, like... Like, so much so that I think I got mad. <laughs> I don't... I wouldn't put it past you. I mean, I think I was, like, is this uphill still happening? <laughs> I remember, like, this was a section of the trail where uh, there were a lot of... I was hiking in the front. There were a lot of tiny little remnants of spider webs going across mm-hmm. the... And you the, had a moment of PTSD. <laughs> well, a little bit. I mean, yeah. it's like when you're walking th- across the trail and it's just like spiderweb in your face and another one and another one and another one. It mm-hmm. gets great. Did I get a spider on me with that? Did mm-hmm. something fall on me? You know what I mean? Like, So I started walking through with my hiking poles mm-hmm. in front of me crisscrossed. <laughs> right. And like a, you know, like a shield. And that did absolutely take care of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Rather but, than letting me go first and just like walk dead into a spider. <laughs> sure, exactly. Yeah. Um, I felt very much like Vicky from The Parent Trap mm-hmm. or Meredith who like clicks the yeah. the, sticks <laughs> the sticks to get the mountain lions to keep to go the mountain away. lions away. Yeah. After hiking up for a little while, we do eventually sort of level out into this like sort of grassy area that then takes us through some like wooded underbrush that kind of is the mainstay of this part yeah. here on the Orange Trail. After about two miles or so, we get to a point where we're starting to bank in the corner of the Orange Trail, essentially. And right there are the Adirondack shelters. Right. They're written on the map. Yes. They're not like right on the trail, though, as it like seems to, to be on the map. You do have to kind of like wander off trail a little bit yeah, for them. Yeah, we didn't see them, Yeah. Right? No, we did I don't see remember like seeing one them. in the distance there. Oh, okay. Yeah. For right. a moment. <laughs> For a, For moment a fleeting like moment. Yeah. But um, I do remember being finally getting to that spot where we sort of saw the Adirondack shelters and going like, oh, thank God it's leveled off. Yeah. And this because is like, did yeah. find, like, that was the peak, if you will. Sure. There weren't views any sort of like lookout views no. in this section at no. all. And really that kind of goes for the entire West side. Yeah. I no. think it does you're 100% kind of, go for the West side. You're kind of side. like hiking in the woods the entire time. It is. A, it, it's a Unlike hike. the East side where it was like every so often you'd get like a stunning view. Yeah. Across, a chimney rock, a wolf rock. A exactly. Something you, like that. A Thermont Vista. And there was none of that over on the west side. No. You have to just want to be up for the walk in the woods. And who isn't? I thought I thought oh, it, who was like it? A, it was a nice great. change. And also it really like allowed us to just, I don't know. Those are the kind of walks or hikes where it's like, okay, well, this is just like contemplative time. Like I exactly. feel like we don't 
not we don't talk as much as we typically do and we sort of just are in the woods and that's it's right. nice you know it's great because we can have silence between us and it's okay it's not weird <laughs> right <laughs> um, so we continue along the orange trail it's flattened out a little bit i guess starting to get toward the middle of the day here and so we're starting to feel a little bit hungry mm-hmm. and we were like all right soon we're gonna stop and eat yeah soon became soon became later because there was nowhere to sit. <laughs> there was sit. nowhere to sit. There was anyway, like, I don't want to sit here. It was like, we'd get to a log, and it was like, no. <laughs> and then we keep going, and I'm like, there's a log. And then you would be like, no. <laughs> and then we'd get in, you'd be like, there's a log. And I would be like, no, no. Well, I think a lot of it was like, there's a lot of tall grass there. I don't want to be sitting on, like, amongst all this tall grass right it's like right. tick 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 all like, the that's ticks. all i right, could right, just, right. Like, think about running so, through my brain so we were like well we'll i guess we'll find somewhere soon it's for about two miles that we walk through this section and it is on the orange trail and it's relatively flat mm-hmm. with like occasional decline very occasional decline. right it, you're we're starting to feel like after the adirondack shelters we do start to hit a little bit more decline. Like we did get that sort of like flattening out and that the corner of the orange trail. And it does sort of start to like, you're like you said, gradual, gradual decline at this point. Yeah. Eventually we're going to get to another junction Mm -hmm. and that is going to be the The blue blue trail trail again. again. Yeah. After hiking for almost two miles, we were like, well, let's just turn on the blue trail and find a spot to sit after we turn. Yeah. We do get to that junction on the blue trail. Now, the thing is, we could have headed to the right, and that blue trail continues on because it is a recreation trail. Right. But that continues on outside of the boundaries of Catoctin Mountain. Right. We turned left because that's going to eventually bring us back to where we want to go. Mm-hmm. We start to head down. This is where we start to see more. This is like... A little bit deeper decline on the blue trail. It is trail. deeper decline, and it feels more canopy here. Yes, and this a little is, more like yesterday. Yeah, we like start looking for a place to sit, and we do kind of stumble across this random bench that just, we did. Like, you know, it was it was funny. nice. It was like was, brand new. There were some logs, some giant trees. Mm-hmm. We thought about sitting there, and we were looking, and we were like, "Do we sit here?" And then we looked over, and then there was a constructed natural bench, like a pretty new, pretty new. And we were yeah. like, "Well, I guess they put it here, right in the center of the trail, for people like us <laughs> looking for a place to sit." <laughs> right. Exactly. So now that we finally found a spot to sit, like we just house our food essentially because we're real hungry. And we just like hoover our peanut butter sandwiches. And all the trail mix. What a surprise. And with that, let's take our next break. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Patty Thirst. Patty Thirst. God. Patty Thirst. Okay. And her last name is Thirst is spelled with a U. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The way the internet spells it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. God, I giggled so hard when we came up with this name. Yeah. I don't know under which context we came up with it. Nope, I got nothing. Because we, I mean, at this point, we probably have over a thousand names on Mm -hmm. that list. Definitely a reference to Patty Hearst, Mm -hmm. but Patty Thirst. (laughs) You know what? You know what? I will tell you what the context probably is. We were talking about Kristen Wiig playing Patty Hearst oh, on, on Drunk, Drunk History. History. It has I to mean, be. and that is one of the most iconic performances. <laughs> uh, 
thank God for drunk history. Thank God for Kristen Wiig. Uh huh. And her, her Patty th- Patty mm-hmm. Hurst mm-hmm. was so funny. Okay, so five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> who is Patty Thurst? Patty Thurst is. I don't know. I mean, I feel like she's congenial. Like I feel like she's a fun queen. <laughs> oh yeah, she's a blast. Because I feel like she's probably like she takes a little bit of like Patty Simcox into her drag, peppy, excited, but also funny mm-hmm. and dark. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, think I mean, if darkness. we're if we're referencing Patty Hearst and her story, then yes. Yeah. Right. So I feel like there's like a nice sort of balance between like perky and mm-hmm. dark. Mm-hmm. I do feel I'm getting like a little bit of a Velma Kelly vibe. <laughs> 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 like, I just also feel like speaking of Patty Hearst with her gun <laughs> in, you know, her con, what was it? The Congole- Congolese like liberation army or whatever she yeah. had been abducted under. That is very like I feel like a Chicago vibe with her like her gat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not I feel that like she's dressed like Velma or Roxy. Right, right, but right. Just, like the demeanor sort of like um, I can see Patty Thirst having some seventies references, mm-hmm. but not like being like I don't feel like she's like, like a, a Patty queen. Hearst impersonator by mm-hmm. any means or a hip or like maybe she might have a hippie look, but I mm. think she has some like seventies inspired silhouettes occasionally. Sure. But I, I feel like she is fun and perky in her presentation, but she's a comedy queen and she's dark. <laughs> um, I, there's a lot of outfit changes though. I do feel like that. Oh, is cool. Like, you know, and I feel like it's like outfit reveals happen oh, like fun. a wig reveal mm-hmm. like pull off like breakaway pants <laughs> she probably like she's a mess to abba oh well take a chance on me yeah yeah i think so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or just like a whole like review of abba <laughs> yeah a whole review <laughs> gimme of gimme ABBA. gimme yes mm-hmm. i can see it happening yeah. does she have any merch for some reason like a coin purse is coming to mm-hmm. mind like maybe she has coin purses i do feel like also you know like when you go when you would go places <laughs> remember places <laughs> um and I, I just feel like when i would go on like school trips in like middle school or high school and you would get those really tall drinks. They were like probably just like, you know, virgin strawberry daiquiris, but they were like in that, like it almost looked like a bong. Yeah. It was really tall and it had a straw. Like, I feel like that is like playing into her, her thirst. Like, Oh, interesting. You know. Oh, okay. So she's got, those she's got like for those sale. like, or they're like, she's got different drinks that like come in those. I feel like she's also, got like a cocktail I think, list. I think this is on the list, but I God, I just, I love the name Daiquiri mm-hmm. as a drag name. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Just mm-hmm. one word, Daiquiri. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, Daiquiri. Daiquiri right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. To me. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Maybe Patty Thirst has like, you know, water bottles available. That's too. true. Mm-hmm. Or like some. Yeah. Do you I, feel like there's like, like, do you I feel f- like there's some like aquatics in her act? Maybe. Like, and I don't mean like she's swimming in a pool. Like, I just feel like there's some water involved in some way. Maybe my other thought was like, maybe she's got she super is. super soakers or her. Maybe she uses a super soaker. Yeah. Maybe she also might like proceeds from her merch and her shows go to water conservation mm-hmm. or providing water. Mm-hmm. I don't think she would be in a situation where she would be wasting any water. No, no, no. Which is like, I don't know that she would 
fully flash dance in the middle of the show. <laughs> such a waste of water. <laughs> but I do feel like maybe there's like, maybe she has an outfit. Now we're just like spinning our wheels mm-hmm. and I love it. But, um, and I mean it in the best sort of way. Um, I do feel like there's like some hose like aesthetic also happen. <laughs> yeah. No. Mm-hmm. And I mean like a garden hose, like garden. hose. Oh, aesthetic. I see. I got uh-huh. it. I got it. Not like a hoe. Well, maybe she has like a like a corset that's just like looks like a garden house. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I like There's it a lot. There's Patty a lot. Patty Thirst can, do. can go in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Patty Thirst. We find this like idyllic bench that just like seemed like it was placed there just for people like us who needed right. a spot to sit neat. I wonder if it's still there or if it was only there for that one day, mm-hmm. for that one moment. Mm-hmm. For a moment like this? Yes. <laughs> because we willed it to be there. Right. Um, but we did see a family, like they clearly had come up the other side. They had probably not traveled terribly far because there was... You know, we weren't that far from the Owens campground at that point, the Owens Creek campground. So they had, because their their daughter was pretty young. Like, I would say she was like, I don't know, like five maybe at the most. I don't know that they had traveled too terribly far. We did pass some other people at this point, too, that we ended up catching up with later. There were two, like, there were two other ladies that we passed Oh, right. That we kind of like had, you know, we had talked to like a little here and there. There were some people at this point, whereas like for most of the trail, it was stark. <laughs> it was just the two of us. Yes. Like, whereas on the east side, we did see a lot more people. There hiking. were a lot more people. And I do feel like that's probably the more popular side to trek. Well, there's definitely more options. Right. And it's definitely wider. It's more kept up over on the east side. Mm-hmm. We continue down the blue trail and eventually it junctions again with the orange trail. Right. I hope that if you're listening, you're understanding that these two are intertwined all day long Mm -hmm. and you just have to look at a map and know when you're on what and what to follow when. Right. We head off to what is now our right to get back onto the orange trail. Mm -hmm. Because there's a period of time where the blue trail and the orange trail are the same. Right. It's on the map. You look at it and it doesn't really look like they, they do overlap one another, but they do because, but they do. If you had to, if I had to describe it, like the blue trail, which is a national recreation trail does kind of go up the middle of everything. And the orange trail is sort of like a letter P the top part of the P sort of like grabs onto the blue trail. Like right. That's for the best way to sort time. of describe it. We're headed down the orange trail now. And at some point we're going to hit this yellow loop, this right. tiny little one mile yellow loop. So we're only going to see half of it. So the half a mile section of it, we know that it's coming. We can see it on the map, mm-hmm. but girl, I don't know what was going on. But I, I must we have missed it. it. No. Well, I don't I don't remember when we were on it. Right. Because there looks like there would be a fork where you would either head to the right or left. Right. But, but we just kept going and like never saw it. Right. But we clearly went to the right because if you'd gone to the left, you would have hit the Owens Creek campground again. And we did not. We did that. We clearly just like were... Again, this is what we kind of said earlier in the episode. So maybe we just missed that the sort blaze. of head off, yeah. right? So, and I mean, we never really saw the yellow blazes no, either. No, So we just kind of like followed a path and hoped for the best, essentially. Right. I mean, just, we were like, well, it's going to 
bring us back at some point. Yeah. The rest of this is sort of like chunked up. Like if you think about the trail, even from like when we first turned back onto the blue trail, these are all like small sections of trail before something else happens. We got on the orange, we got off the orange trail into the blue trail. We didn't have to hike that long. We found a bench. We sat then the orange trail to the yellow trail, wherever that happened to be. It's not a big distance between those two points from getting off of the yellow trail. Whenever that happened, (laughs) there's really a, there's a pretty short distance and then you will eventually cross a road. This is the, um, the Foxville Deerfield Road. And this is just like kind of a road that brings you up to Owens Creek Campground. Um, right. So we have to kind of cross over that. So despite the fact that there are blazes that aren't always there and sometimes easy to miss, you, there are landmarks that are easy to find. And so oh, we yeah. knew we were like in the right direction. And it's not like we would have been on any other trail. No. We wouldn't have ended up somewhere else heading in a different direction. No. Like in Acadia. No, 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 no. And so we know this like last little burst between the road, the Foxfield Deerfield Road and Monaghan Road. It's not very far. This is, again is just sort of like a nice little lovely walk through the woods. It's nothing that's like a crazy sort of. No. Yeah. And it's up and down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I do remember like t- right there toward the end, we were tired because at this point oh, well, we'd probably done about <laughs> seven miles this yeah. day. And we were hoofing it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, let's just get to the end. And so we like hoofed and hoofed and like, not like it wasn't, we weren't huffing and puffing. We were just moving quickly. Right. Because we could tell we were like, we only have like a mile left to Manahan Road. And then we just sort of blew through that last section. Oh, we were, at that moving. point when we hit the road again, we were like, oh, we know we're close. We like, know we're let's, close. Let's do this. So we hit the road again. We turn right and we connect to that tiny section of the blue trail again that will lead us back to the footpath and there is that incline and (laughs) it was like surprise surprise surprise, and it was just like do it just go through it i mean we were like moving fast we were like if you go through it quick enough you won't have to think about it and we didn't no we finally get to the top of that and it levels off and we come back to the footpath Right. And the footpath, again, isn't that long to get us back to the parking lot, which this is a gigantic parking lot, something we didn't mention at the beginning. I think when we first parked, there were maybe like two other cars there. Mm -hmm. I think there was like a bathroom too there, um, which was open. I don't remember. I I don't know if we used it. Right. There was like no one in this parking lot when we got back. And there was no one in this picnic area. Right. So... We were able to kind of like deboot, like put our sneakers on, sit on the car, like sit in the hatchback of the car for a minute and just like take a load off and stretch too. Like I remember doing all of those things. Right. This was, I think this was our last like official day because then we headed out like the next day back home. Because yeah, this was our last day on this trip. Mm-hmm. So we get into the car and we start to head out of the park And as we're driving, we notice over to the right, Mm -hmm. a beautiful black bear. That was booking it. That was, but well, the black bear was there. And then by the time 
I got my phone out mm-hmm. to just like, and we were hundreds of feet from this black. Oh yeah. In a car, in a car yeah. that was driving away. And so I was like, there's a black bear standing there. And by the time I got the window down to like record it, the black bear was running in the other direction. Oh, yeah. Beautiful were, black bear. Yeah, there were a lot of people that had like kind of stopped though at that point too to like see what was going on. There were other people on the road. Oh, were there? Yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> we're doing a great job. I just remember the black bear. <laughs> With that, we headed right back to our lovely KOA. We thought we were going to swim, but it was very, very crowded and we were a little anxious about that. Okay, no, no, no. Let's spill the tea here for a second. We were like, okay, great. We can go to the pool. So we do. We approach the pool wearing our masks. As we walk in, there's a lady with like four children. Mm -hmm. We are talking. We're like, we're not sure if we want to get in the pool. Because at that point, we were like, we don't know how this virus spreads. Right. And while things are mostly in the green, we didn't know if like... Can we swim in a pool? Is that like, are we spreading things in a right. pool? All yeah. that kind of Water stuff. Water droplets and stuff like that. And so we were like, okay, maybe we'll go. And then the lady was like, hey, it's okay. We can swim on this end of the pool. It's okay. I used to be like you too. <laughs> right. And we both in that moment were like, that's a lot to unpack that we're not going to unpack right now, which we'll do it We just want to put our bodies in water. We did. And so anyway, we just sort of, they stayed at one end of the pool and we stayed at the other. And then we ended up heading out after a little while. But yeah, later we were like, she was referring to us like wearing our masks and being very sort of like. Trepidatious. Trepidatious about doing things. And I was like, I don't know that that's like a, bad quality Mm-mm. you know what i mean well that's definitely not a bad quality by any means but part of me was like i hope that in the rest of your life you are still like this mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's time for the karen stone scale right okay let's put the blue trail on the karen stone scale um, I feel like the blue trail is like a four. That's precisely what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Because there, you know, we do have that little bit of decline between our sections of the orange trail, but it wasn't that bad. No. Um, so I'm going to say a four. So eight out of 20 Karen mm-hmm. stones. What about the orange trail? The orange trail was a little bit more dynamic and there was a, I'm gonna a little say bit. A five. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I was kind of like inclined towards like even a six, like, oh, um, just cause I feel like there was like underbrush that had to be dealt with. There were like some conf- points of confusion. Like it wasn't necessarily that I'm giving it that rating because it was difficult more. And as far as strenuousness goes, as it's more from a aspect of like being able to traverse it and yeah. doing it in a way that made sense. Yeah. <laughs> so 11 out of mm-hmm. 20 Karen stones. It is time for some Jeopardy-style trivia. Mm-hmm. I'll start. Great. Are you ready? I am. So, since we were on the west side trails mm-hmm. of the Catoctin Mountain, um, this is entirely a category about the original production of West Side Story. Yes. I'm just kidding. It's not about <laughs> <Damn> that. <it. laughs> 
<laughs> I was so, actually like, I'm here for this. Let's I go. Know. It instead, I think you're going to like this though. This is called directional before, during, and after. Oh, great. So in this before, during, and after, at some point, there will be some word that is a direction. Great. All of them are before, during, and after, except the 500, which is like before, during, 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 and after. There's a lot of parts to that one. Great. Okay, are you ready for 100? Mm-hmm. This character in the Wizard of Oz film that arrives in a bubble, as by her entire title, an Alfred Hitchcock film starring Cary Grant, and the world-famous musical that is an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. What is Glinda the Good Witch of the North by Northwest Side Story? You did it. (laughs) Yay. There you go. Which I had to say film because in the book, Glinda is the Good Witch of the South. South. Yep. It's true. Um, I forget the name of the Good Witch of the North, but I knew it for... It's like... It's not Tinky Winky because that's a telly telly, but it's something like that. It's something like that. Yeah. I do remember like feeling like Glinda was a little shady in the books Mm. because Dorothy made this long journey to see her and she was like, oh yeah, I will absolutely get you home, but you have to give me those shoes. (laughs) Right. There's a price to pay. Mm -hmm. I was like, makes sense. Glinda's going to get what she wants though. Anyway, Mm -hmm. for 200, the common name of the Aurora Borealis a phrase often associated with movie sets, though not actually ever heard on movie sets, and an outline an organization makes for things that they are going to do. What is the Northern Lights Camera Action Plan? You nailed it. Mm -hmm. You nailed it. Feeling good? I am. I love this, and I actually feel like I haven't played a before, during, and after in a while. I feel like I've written a few for you, but it's been a while since I've had the chance to put all the parts together no 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 it's (laughs) like it just excites me is all okay 300 the time zone of washington dc a tool that is often found in textbooks to visually organize dates and events and what some people go to the country bar to do on friday nights what is eastern standard time line dancing you nailed it that's right for 400 This brand of whiskey or restaurant in Hell's Kitchen, once owned by Justin Timberlake, the general term for rich, hearty meals that make you feel good when you eat them, and the public health agency that is known for their stamp of approval. What is Southern Comfort Food and Drug Administration? Food and Drug Administration. And that's correct. Mm -hmm. This is the the dastardly demon. Finally. Yeah, this one's long. Here we go. The famous Trey Parker and Matt Stone animated series. The term for a place where you can leave your car and then get on public transportation. The phrase for the besties that will be by your side no matter what. The title of the 2002 James Bond film starring Pierce Brosnan and the famous daytime soap opera. Okay. What is South Park and Ride or Die Another Days of Our Lives? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good job. Yay. I'm giving you a high five. Yes. Claps. <laughs> Claps. You nailed it. Snaps. Awesome. Thank you. 
I love that. I feel so successful. There you go. You my, got all of those five right, for five. I'm excited. Um, my category is inspired by the fact that we were right near Camp David and it's titled Ew David Ew. <laughs> <laughs> and this is all about um, famous Davids. Um, I'm going to describe the show they were on. You need to name the show. And, and they a, they also may have um, had a hand in directing. So you're going to need to name the show that they were either on or directed and give me their name, their actual name. Got it. Okay. Um, and I'm going to describe them by crappy things they did, which is why it's called Ew, David, Ew. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. This famous David, who went on to voice a talking giraffe named Melman, is probably most known from a show about him and his buddies, one where he embarrassed his television bride-to-be by saying his ex's name at the altar instead of hers during their vows. Name the show and the David. Who is David Schwimmer mm-hmm. on Friends That's who correct. played Ross? Correct. For 200, this famous David, the agent partner of Scully in a show where we all wanted to believe, went on to play a sex addict on a premium cable television show and was later revealed to have had his own real sex life, his own real life sex addiction. Talk about life imitating art, imitating life. Name the show and the David. That would be David Duchovny on The Red Shoe Diaries. (laughs) (laughs) Incorrect. (laughs) What? No, not the Red Shoe Diaries. Oh, well, oh no, he, but that's the one on the premium cable network. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. No, that's not the show I'm talking about. Oh, what show are you talking about? Californication. Oh, okay. He was also on (laughs) a sort of like Skin and Max show called Red Shoe Diaries. Oh. That's what I thought you were talking about. Oh, no, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) Okay. Well, you could have also said the X-Files, too. I would have taken I mean, X-Files. Well. Mm-hmm. He was on that, too. Yes. All right. For 300, this famous David, an actor and comedian, may be best known for his role as a bumbling psychologist on this family-based comedy television series where he proclaimed himself as the first anal-rapist, an analyst and a therapist together. It didn't look good on a business card. Name the show and the David. Okay. The show is Arrested Development. Correct. But I don't know his name. Who is David Cross? David Cross. There we Great. go. Wasn't he blue? He was a blue man. He was yes. blue for mm-hmm. a lot of arrested development. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, for 400, this famous David, a filmmaker, photographer, visual artist, and television director, among other things, has works that are dark, dreamlike, and cerebral. While nothing to to this day freaks me out more than the scene at the dumpster in Mahala Drive his acclaimed television show, which follows an FBI agent played by Kyle McLaughlin in a fictional, fictional Washington town, is something I have yet to watch. Name the television show and the David. Who is Twin Peaks and David Lynch? That's correct. Great. And lastly. What is Twin Peaks? <laughs> who is who Twin, is Twink Peaks? <laughs> <laughs> And lastly, for 500, this famous David, an actor best known for his role as a psychologist and younger brother of a Cheers alumni who the spinoff show is based around, is also known for the psychological thriller, The Perfect Host, filled with twists and turns and a dinner with a criminal gone awry. Name the David and the show. Who is David Hyde Pierce? And it was Frasier. <laughs> Frasier! That's right. So I met David Hyde Pierce. Oh, I did. Did I ever tell you that? He directed a show oh, wait, at the theater that I worked at. Mind. And he um, was absolutely the nicest human being I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. He 
was in the middle of a production meeting in the green room and I had to walk through there. And he was like, I'm so sorry. He stopped the production meeting and was like, I don't know you. What is your name? And so we talked for a minute. He asked me about like what kind of work I did at the theater and everything was so nice. Next time I walked through, he remembered my name, remembered the projects, remembered everything, asked me about them and followed up. I mean, the nicest. Wow. I'm so glad you included him. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. We're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Michael Ryan and Dustin Ballard. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on our show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Middlesex County, New Jersey. 